0: We're about to begin with Hashem, Shir number 88 in the Shirem on the Svarim of Rizal Pliskin and other Svarim. We're talking about self-confidence. And in order to have self-confidence, one of the skills is to prevent needless hesitation. Now, there are sometimes situations in life where it's wise to stop and reconsider what you're about to say or do that's called healthy hesitation and that is part of having yishuvadas which means you contemplate and you think before acting and when you reflect on a potential outcome you may decide it's better not to say this it's better not to do this so that's called healthy hesitation That comes from a peace of mind and clear thinking. However, on the other hand, there are other times where hesitation is caused by a lack of self-confidence. And in many cases, you really know what you need to do with the clarity, but your uh, lack of self-confidence gets in the way. And there, it's much wiser just to simply take the action and to do it. And of course, it takes experience and it takes wisdom to differentiate between positive hesitation that comes from a peace of mind, or negative hesitation that comes from a lack of self esteem and insecurity. Now the the, the Gemara brings in Misahtis Tamid that the definition of wisdom is the Roya which means to be patient and think clearly about consequences of your words and actions. That's healthy hesitation, that chachma. But hesitating because of lack of self-confidence, that's a chesarin. And many times, these unhealthy hesitations cause many people to miss the boat. They miss out great opportunities. Sometimes they miss opportunities of a lifetime. And by building your self-confidence, you'll take advantage of these opportunities that come along. So what's important to know, though, is for the past, you cannot beat yourself up. People do this a lot. They ruminate and they go over and over and over again how terrible it was that they missed this opportunity. If I only could have done that. If I only should have done that. Don't overdo regretting not taking action of the past. After the fact, you say it's menah you'll learn what you're supposed to learn from it. And don't be miserable about it. They overdo that. So you need a healthy balance. On one hand, Be aware when there's an insecurity that's at the root of your hesitation so then you build up your self-confidence so that next time something similar arises, you'll take action instead of sitting back. But that doesn't mean you're impulsive. That doesn't mean you act prematurely. So so because there's no fast rule to know when there is healthy hesitation versus non-healthy hesitation, by knowing, learning about yourself, you'll learn and have greater clarity regarding this. And as you build up your self-confidence, you'll have greater clarity to know whether it's better to hesitate or not in a given situation. Because very very confident people also have this healthy hesitation that says, you know something, but based on the situation, I'm going to wait. I'm not going to say anything now. I'm not going to do anything now, which is a healthy thing. Now, there was a 50-year-old executive that admitted, I have difficulties making decisions. So how do I manage without being a competent decision maker? So part of what this executive said is, is for, the, for knowing his weakness, besides working on himself, like we said, is he relies on certain people that have an expertise or a good track record in making these wise decisions in a particular area. So for example, when he's planning on buying a house, doesn't know f- much about houses. So he takes an intel- intelligent, trusted relative who bought a house recently in the neighborhood and told him based on, he asked him to look into it and he to- he gave him advice that it's a good investment. And even if it wouldn't happen that way and there was a mistake, he could always sell the house at a profit. So sometimes, in certain matsavim, of him, people try to make difficult decisions on their own and they're, Pride holds them back from consulting other people that are more knowledgeable. So part of self-confidence is to recognize that there's certain subjects that other people are more expert at, and you consult with them and follow their advice. And that so, in other words, sometimes you need to delegate to somebody else and give them the to look into it. Uh, On a particular subject that, that you're not familiar with to help you make that decision, and that's perfectly okay. But then there are things in real life where, again, like we said in the beginning, to differentiate between what healthy hesitation is when you not do an action or not say something because it's a healthy thing out of self confidence, you evaluate a situation, you decide it's better to wait, and when it's lack of self-confidence, and it's unhealthy hesitation. And one of the atheists is, and we said this many, many times, that when you daven, the first brach of Shemayin Esrei, at the La das, you ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu for knowledge and understanding, you, act, you, can ask, you do ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, please help me understand and act upon and know what to do when I have a decision in front of me whether to know when it is unhealthy hesitation, because, because of the fact that I'm not self-confident and I missed an opportunity to help me be wise enough to understand that opportunity and act in, a, in knowing that I need to do this. And when it is healthy hesitation, where it's San anoylut. So please, uh, this is a good Eitzah to ask by Choynein Adas to do this. The next topic, which is similar, is a little different is one of the things about how to fight this lack of self-esteem and lack lack of self-confidence. We mentioned it in a few shiorms already, and we're going to emphasize this a lot, is to stand up to that perfectionist bully that's within you. If you're a perfectionist, you're guaranteed to be a loser in whatever you do. Because you look at it as mamish a bully. It's a bully in your head that's bossing you around, that's distorting your thinking, it's the Yetzirah, that makes you feel small, inadequate, and it often has standards that are not logical, that are too harsh, that are too unfair. Being intimidated by your inner bully of perfectionism is like a child being bullied in school, and you lose your confidence and you feel powerless. And you alone have that ability to stop listening to that bully in your head, Because you're giving it too much power. The an anecdote to perfectionism, part a big part of it is to recognize cognitive distortions. Said this many times before that CBT, cognitive based therapy, is something that every person should use, needs to use, needs to study to catch their negative thinking, and we're going to explain a few of those items right now. That basically, because of your thinking, you're thinking you, you feel worse based on your thinking because there are distorted thinkings of perfectionism and so on and so forth. Number one distortion is black or white thinking. What does that mean? You, ex- you have extreme all or nothing thinking that distorts logic. You say, I'm al- I always fail. I'm always a loser. I never will be able to add a, be anything. I always mess up. The always, the never, I always fail, I'm a loser. That's all or nothing thinking. You totally blanket any good thing that you do. When you feel miserable about something, you say, I'm a failure as me and always a failure. And people actually in their brain, and you have to challenge that. No, I, I, this is what I did, what here is disappointing, but I got to move on from it. And there's a lot of things that I do good, do good. Another distortion is labeling. You use words on yourself. I'm an idiot. I'm lazy, instead of sticking to the facts. Okay, I have to work more on getting up in the morning. Maybe I need more sleep. Maybe I need my alarm clock to work better. Maybe I need to get more motivated. That's okay. But to call yourself, I'm a lazy good for nothing, that's labeling. That's a negative cognitive distortion that beats on your healthy self-esteem. Another thing is fortune-telling on the future, you, you you put in your head that there's no hope for change. This is one of the biggest things that the Eitzahara gets to people because everyone is, is capable of change. I'll never be good. I'll never be able to overcome this. I'll never be able to be self-confident. I'll never be a good husband. I'll never be a good wife. It's fortune-telling. False fortune-telling about the future is another cognitive distortion. Another thing is emotional reasoning. This is very, very important. We said this a lot of times. When you feel something, an emotion, and I'm the type also, I value emotions greatly. A lot of you do. That when you feel something, you believe it's so strong emotions that this is who I am. This is real. And one needs to be very careful with that. When you're feeling down inside, that doesn't, or you feel negative about something, that doesn't mean that objectively that's the case. It could be a lot better than you're feeling. And so when you have these emotions that are negative, you have to question them. doesn't mean you you discount them. We, We talked about very important to acknowledge that you're feeling those feelings and understand where it's coming from. But don't necessarily say that because I'm feeling rotten, that means life is rotten. Or because our feeling in shalom bias, it works this way all the time. We say this is a key to shalom bias all the time. There'll be bumps in the road where sometimes you're not feeling much or you're feeling even annoyed or upset about things and you think that the whole marriage is falling apart when in reality, you're overreacting in your emotions. And very often, what you need to do is an outside outside act to, to regulate your emotion and change it. So that's another cognitive uh, uh, distortion to think that just because I feel somewhat th- uh, this way, that means it actually is that way. Another cognitive distortion is jumping to conclusion. You tie two thoughts together, believing that if this happened, that means the other thing will happen. Another another cognitive distortion is overgeneralization. You take a specific set situation, you had one case of failure, and you say that that one case of failure describes your entire identity, that I'm a failure because I failed in this particular area. No, you, you had a bump in the road in this particular area. It doesn't mean that you're overall a failure, overgeneralization. Another cognitive distortion is discounting the positive. You use tunnel vision to discredit all the positive things that happen in your life. In other words, it's very little in your eyes that you have so much good that Hashem gives you. You have a problem and the problem gets overblown because it's a problem, and you discard all the good things. This happens, for example, a person stubs his toe, but let's say it was, it was very painful, or it still is very painful, or ingrown toenail, very unpleasant, and it's painful. So, but, but, but we discount, when, and it's natural that that floods the whole human being, that, that his whole day is affected by it. But in reality, you discount the positive. I have no headache, I have no eye ache, I could walk, I could think, I could function. I could smile, I could do things. So it's not to say that you don't take care of your ingrown toenail or discount that it is painful, but we discount very often the positive. Another thing that's a cognitive distortion, which we're only going to talk about uh, in a small aspect now because it is complicated, is these should statements. I should do this and I should do that unrealistic expectations of what you should or shouldn't do. Now, the should statement is not always a cognitive distortion. Why? Because we as Jews, or as human beings, the Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai the, the all humanity has certain responsibilities that they should or shouldn't do that Hashem told them to. Or we have our Tariyag Mitzvahs that we should or shouldn't do. So there's certain should statements that are not distortions. They are healthy things that we know that it's incumbent on a person to do. But at the same time, what happens is, is that we have unrealistic should expectations. So, and that we have to get rid of. This is something we'll discuss later at length. uh, You know, all these distortions and how to fight against them. Now, when it comes to these things, for example... One of these perfectionist distortion statements, I failed again. I'm just a loser who should be a lot further along in life than I am right now. I'll never get my life together. That, what I just said, has all types of cognitive distortions built into this. And it's time to stand up against that inner bully and challenge it. Think in shades of gray instead of black or white thinking. So again, this idea of doing this is you take a piece of paper and you draw a line in the middle. On the left side, you write these perfectionist thoughts. And then on the the right side of it, you challenge it. This happened, that means I'm a failure. I'm lazy, for example. And you write on the right, that's what you write on the left side. I'm a lazy, I'm a good-for-nothing, whatever. On the right side, you write... Yes, it's true, I need to work on motivating myself to get up more or to be more active, but that doesn't mean I'm inherently lazy. It just means I have to work on these specific aspects. And you break that distorted thought by doing that. Another thing that's important, very important in life, that's very, very uh, key uh, to overcome uh, negative um, self-esteem is to refuse to collect injustices, not to hold grudges um, that leave you bitter and angry, and to allow to forgive and use gratitude. And that's where Netira, when it says in the Torah, sitar, you're, you're not supposed to hold a grudge. It's, a, it's, a, it's an assay in the Torah. It's a Lys Asseh in the Torah, rather. And what, besides the fact that it's a mitzvah, it's a chiev, to understand why the Torah is telling you this for the benefit. All the mitzvahs, the Zohar says and other places says, it's called Eitzis because they are Eitzis to help you. This mitzvah of not bearing a grudge is a mitzvah that helps you. It removes a lot of worry. It removes a lot of confusion. Because when you collect injustices, you'll be left bitter and angry. And when you forgive and let go, you'll have gratitude. And that's very important. You develop also self-care aspects. You do rituals. You stretch. You walk. You drink a cup of tea in the morning or coffee. You calm down. You write positive things, of notebook, a to-do list, motivate yourself. All this is very, very important. Um, we will also, um, Be'ezez Hashem, um, In the next year, go further into this together with, like we said, and it won't happen in every single year, but we're going to go through uh, Svarim in this country, never oilam, Svarim and Chazals that emphasize the aspects of healthy esteem, healthy self esteem. It's so, so important in life. We bash, it's two sided again. Remember, you don't, on one hand, be prideful and be arrogant and say, I don't have any problems, and everything's fine with me. There needs to be a healthy type of a chesh ben anefesh. You have to look at your faults as well in an objective way. But at the same time, there are many people that take that, and they blow it completely out of proportion, and it crushes them. And again, Rav Nachman talked about a lot about that aspect of it, Rav Nachman of Bresla, and his Talmud Rav Nussin. In his Sefer, Lukute Alochis, which is an eight volume Sefer, discusses a lot that tactic of the Yetzirah to bash a person. So please remember all these concepts that we said today. Number one, ask for Chayne Nadas, ask for the difference and, and help you uh, to understand the difference between unhealthy hesitation and healthy hesitation. Please review these cognitive distortions. Use that exercise of writing that distortion and then challenging it. Sometimes people do three steps. They write the, 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 the negative thought, then they identify what it is, like these distortions, it's all or nothing thinking, it's overgeneralization, or you're, you're filtering out the positive, and then you write the positive correction to that. Remember the importance of letting go, the lycitar, not holding grudges, is very healthy for your self-esteem. And to develop a self-care ritual that will help build yourself up. Have a wonderful Shabbos.